Perfect. We are good to go. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Happy to Hustle podcast. First and foremost, I know we've been on like a, a pretty decent hiatus in terms of how long it's been since I've made a podcast. So I'm happy to be back speaking in front of the mic and getting things going again. With me today, I have Joyce, who is one of my one of my closer internet friends. I have friends that are in real life and friends that are on the internet. Me and Joyce connected a while back now, and uh, we've been keeping in touch ever since. Um, I've been able to kind of see the things that Joyce has been doing. So I have Joyce here on today, and she's going to be um, kind of answering some questions for us because she is a YouTuber in the Big Apple NYC. Um, yeah. So be interested to jump into that. So Joyce, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you for having me. It's fun. Sure. It's exciting. <laughs> for sure. So we're going to hop into it. We're not going to waste too much time. Um, let's start off with a little bit of background about yourself. Kind of tell people, you know, who you are and, you know, where you come from. Yeah, sure. So I am from New York, like Daquan said. I am from the Big Apple, grew up here. Um, and yeah, I've lived here basically my whole life. Um, I work in tech full time. So, you know, YouTube is not my full time job. It's like the side, my side thing. Um, like happy to hustle is my side hustle, right? So um, I work in tech um, currently. And then now YouTube, I do mostly fashion, beauty, tech, all of that. Vlogs when I can. I mean, COVID has stopped my vlogs a little bit less now. Yeah. But, um, but mostly fashion, beauty, and tech is like my focus is because I am trying to, you know, show that most people like you think of someone who works in tech who's probably like a coder or something. They probably fit like one very simple stereotype. Um, mm -hmm. And I try to make it seem well show that you know you don't have to fit that stereotype to be a coder but also yeah. have like outside interests too so yeah though yeah. though so let's let's kind of touch on that for a little bit because being in the in the tech industry that is a very male driven industry yeah. like in regards to that even as far as you know your jobs and stuff like that that you've worked how has it been being and i'm sure it's probably been situations where you might be one of the few women or one of the only women in situations where you know, you're coming into the situation in so many male-dominated industries. How has that been, and how has that kind of shaped you moving forward with stuff? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, that was probably one of the biggest reasons that I even got into tech was kind of just, like, to help, you know, make the gender gap lesson and everything like that. Yeah. But, yeah, there's definitely been in, in situations where I've been the only woman, uh, specifically only Black women in, you mm. know, different rooms. So it's, um, it's kind of just made me want to help like break that glass ceiling and kind of just yeah. like break it for other people behind me to like want to do it like me so that's why I'm trying to make it seem like it's not so scary or like not so intimidating because mm -hmm. yes it might be you might be in those rooms and you might not feel like invited or might not feel like you belong but yeah. I feel like it's good to be in those rooms because you have to diversify these spaces like a yeah, lot of tech sure. is very biased and everything so I feel like having those people of different backgrounds and everything is good to be, you know. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. I, I kind of, I kind of like that it's more of a, a breaking the stereotype type situation because especially nowadays with the way that things are kind of evolving in this new world, you know what I mean? It's, it's nice to be able to say that you can potentially be one of those, you know, leaders of a different industry of a group of people who want to get into certain things. And, you know, I mean, in this case, women getting into the tech space and coding space, you know what I mean? You could almost essentially say to some degree, you're one of the the pioneers in that type of space. So that's pretty dope to kind of look at that. Um, and on top of you being in the tech space, your side hustle, like you said, is YouTube. You get into fashion, you get into blogging. 
Um, and you kind of showcase both of those within your entire uh, YouTube channel, you know what I mean? As a combination of tech and fashion. Yeah. Has fashion always been something that you've been super into? How did you kind of get into that if you didn't have any background whatsoever? Yeah, yeah. Um, so actually fashion design, like I actually wanted to be a fashion designer when I was younger. Like that was my okay. dream job. Um, obviously right. that's not where I'm at. I'm not so where I'm doing, but um, that was like my biggest thing that I really wanted to do when I was younger. And I think I've always liked clothes. I've always liked shopping. So I think that was kind of what it is, but I've also just like always loved looking at people's clothes mm -hmm. and like what they dress like and everything like that. Um, so yeah, that's probably how I started into it, but I just like, mm -hmm bring my side of it and like styling and everything on my channel and doing stuff like That's that. Dope. So yeah. And what made you decide to, to kind of start doing the, the YouTube space? What made, because YouTube is such a, such a vast, vast industry with so many different topics and stuff like that. How did you figure out, you know, that this is where you wanted to fit in the tech and fashion crossover type space? How did you decide that, you know, this is YouTube. This is what I want to jump into. Yeah. 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 Um, so at first, I really was just vlogging. Like, I started mm -hmm. my YouTube um, while I was in college. So I kind of actually, like, I did a, my first video was, like, a family cruise trip. So okay. after that, like, I did a vlog of that. And I started doing I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, that's kind of how I just started getting into it. Um, okay. But then I think it started near, I guess, like, when I was about to graduate college and, like, join the workforce and everything. I mm -hmm. feel like that's mm -hmm. when I started thinking, like, I kind of want to integrate tech into this a little bit because I really didn't talk about tech for many of my videos beforehand. Like I really didn't at all, honestly. Right. Um, so I kind of wanted to bring it in there just to show that other side of myself. So yeah, I kind of started thinking like, okay, I don't see many people intersecting them, the two. Mm -hmm. Like I, I see either a tech channel or it's a or fashion, fashion channel. So like, yeah. yeah. So like I, I kind of wanted to see like, okay, why I do something that I could, you know, fit the two of them together. So yeah. yeah. That's pretty dope. So, like, I know that in terms of, like, YouTube and stuff, because even from my own experience, like, wanting to actually begin getting back into YouTube and stuff like that, like, there's so many, like, times and situations we get caught up in watching other people and, like, the success that they have and stuff like that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And being as though, as we're all kind of influenced by other people, how have you been able to manage, like, who you take in, you know, what kind of content you consume and still being able to say that, you know, even though my channel is here, I know I want to get it to X amount of followers or subscribers in this case. Um, like how has that been able to impact you, you know, creating a channel and building it? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I think I always do get inspired from other people. Like I think watching other people, you kind of just see different styles of how people do videos and stuff like that. And it kind of like inspires you to like maybe take little bits and pieces and make yeah, it your yeah. own kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that's why you get so consumed with YouTube because you'll just start watching people's videos and you're like, oh, Everybody, that's cool. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, like I like that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So that's definitely one thing that I think helps me in that sense, like to be motivated. Like you watch other people and you're like, oh, okay. Like they are doing this or this, doing that. Um, but in the sense of, I think, I guess, I guess goal setting for me, like, I feel like there was times where I wasn't doing YouTube at all. Like I was very mm -hmm. busy and mm -hmm. I wasn't even trying to think of content or like trying to think of like times to like actually sit down and film and then edit and all that yeah. stuff. Cause the YouTube process is so long. Like I think yeah. for Instagram, I feel like, yeah, it is, there's still an editing process for Instagram, but I feel like YouTube is a much longer process. A lot more expensive. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. So I think that sometimes a little bit discouraged me because I was like, I would not want to have the time or like I would not make time for it. So um, yeah, definitely recently I've been like trying to make myself like 
try to set goals for myself to like try to make uh-huh. myself more in tune to wanting to do more stuff for it and like wanting to look for more content to think of and stuff like that. Yeah. So so let me let me ask this on the on the verge of you know talking about the process of creating a YouTube from start to finish. You know what I mean? How long do you say it roughly takes you to, you know, let's say you're uh creating like a, a fashion haul video or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you might be products or whatever the case. How long does it typically take for you know your regular video to go from you know the idea to actual creation to publish? Um yeah, uh I would say including every little thing, it definitely takes probably like four to five hours, I would say. Cause like I, for me, you know, filming, if especially like for a fashion haul or something like that, you have to probably, I, for at least for me, I usually film myself trying it on. And then I film mm-hmm. myself talking about all the clothes that I did. So there's usually like two portions that I'm try, uh, filming. And then I have mm-hmm. to edit that, that content. And then I have to do thumbnail tags, everything after the fact. So I feel like that whole portion by itself is probably like three, yeah, four YouTube, hours, YouTube but like, grind. yeah. And then like, even just having the, even just having like the ideas, like trying to, trying to brainstorm it and then like figuring out when you're going to film and everything like that. Um, takes a little bit of time. I don't want to say every time, but I feel like filming and editing is probably the biggest portion of, biggest, of yeah, it. Yeah. I think in terms of like anybody that I've talked to, or even from watching different YouTube videos, most YouTubers say that the editing and kind of making sure that you tweak your video a certain way, whether it's color grading and effects, whatever the case, those are always like the, the nitpicky things. So yeah. I think if I had to do it, I would pay somebody to do it. I don't think I would have the time. <laughs> no, someone ever actually asked me that. Like when I, if I were ever to think about, you know, paying someone to edit my videos, I was like, I don't know. I feel like a very like, uh, what's the word? Like I'm very have so much ownership over my videos, so I'm yeah. like, I don't know if I would yeah, be yeah. like, okay, yeah, you hand it off, unless someone really knew how I like my videos. Like I think yeah. that I might be able to hand it off, but right now I'm like, nah, I couldn't. <laughs> Even yeah, though I don't I like you. editing all the time. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So right now you're sitting at, based on what I saw, you're sitting at about uh, almost two thousand subscribers on YouTube. Um, yeah. Which, in terms of numbers, that is a pretty significant uh, amount of people to be, you know actually actively wanting to look at your videos on a regular basis. Um, how long is it taking you to build that that community? And in terms of not even the hours, but um, what do you say like is some of your biggest muscles that you hit, whether it was a uh, hundred subscribers or how did you feel when you got a thousand subscribers? Um, how's it been like building that, that community so far? Yeah, no, um, I definitely grew quicker like when I first started because I was very very consistent um consistency has been an issue with me just generally because um I started this in college like I said so I started in my junior year of college in my junior year of college I was like I don't even know how I did it because college that year was crazy uh in the sense of like studying and classes and everything but I was putting out content like I don't even know. I, I don't even know how I was doing it, but I was really like all the time I was trying to think of something else to do and filming and doing stuff. So um, that's when I was like very actively growing. I think my videos were getting a lot of traction because I was always posting something. Um, but then senior year, I took a really big break, like in the sense of like I would post here or there. And like I really saw like a stagnant of like growth or anything like that, very stagnant uh-huh. growth. Um, and then when I graduated, then I was really trying to just post again like that. So like, yeah. I definitely saw points where I was, you know, growing really well. And then there was times where I was like trying to, I guess, make up for not doing anything, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely felt the biggest was like when I 
got a thousand was like oh my god like i made it to that point i was like wow i did a giveaway from that um and i was really excited because i i didn't think i could ever get to that point i you know i yeah. i had very high performing videos like i have i think my highest um viewed videos like at, at like twenty two thousand views and i yeah. to me that was like a big thing yeah but i never thought i could have a thousand subscribers like that's yeah. i don't know why for some reason to, in my head that that wasn't possible at the time so i was like right, okay right. cool but yeah no it's even cool now like i'm trying to you know gain and like kind of like streamline my content where it's i'm trying to i'll put the same videos if someone's subscribing to me i'm guessing they like that content so they want to see right, more so, yeah. of that content so i'm trying to think of like new stuff that's very similar to each other so more people would still try to find me and everything like that for sure that's dope so i know that in terms of the way that we all kind of get wrapped up into YouTube, Instagram, any social medias, they play such a big role in terms of us building audiences. Um, even something like a podcast, for example, you being on here, you know what I mean, is an example of a way that we kind of get in touch with different people and people can connect with us. How big of a role has social media played in your life as a creator in terms of Instagram ranging from TikTok to Twitter, you know what I mean, and interactions and stuff like that? How does that play a role in, you know, being able to build your audience? Yeah, no, social media is, I mean, I don't think I would be where I am without it, um, to be honest. I think for me, Instagram is my highest, uh, I guess, audience in sense of just like numbers. But yeah. I think I have pretty, both on Instagram and YouTube, I think I have pretty, I guess, engaged communities. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, definitely with Instagram, especially like cross promoting and everything, like being able to, you know, talk about my videos on Instagram, more people go over to yeah, YouTube from that. Um, even a little bit of Facebook, I don't want to say a lot. I feel like more of my family's on Facebook, but like <laughs> there's like that type of being able to just like cross promote and being able to like talk about that I actually have a channel more so than anything is yeah. easier than just have just relying on YouTube solely. So yeah. it's been easier, I think, to gain more people who might like this content or whatever um also with like i guess i would say instagram is probably like i focus on instagram and youtube the most um so i usually if i might post a teaser of the video i, mo I might do like a very similar type of photo yeah. or something that goes with the video so it's easier for people to just like try to go over um mm. so yeah that's I, I i definitely have used it immensely <laughs> are you on tiktok at all i do tiktok but like i See, the thing is, I'm not committed to how I feel like you have to be very, very consistent for TikTok. That's what I've mm -hmm. seen. The people that I've seen that have really grown, they post every day. Every and day. like for yeah. me, for me, I just, it's a lot. I, I can't yeah. do all of it at once. So that's yeah. why I do it once in a while for fun. And when I do see like, I guess, good growth or not growth, but like, I guess, good engagement. I don't really see yeah. much growth on TikTok for me, but um, good engagement, I would say. Um, there might be some converting, but I don't focus on it as much as I do for like the other platforms. Yeah, but I, I definitely have seen, for me. yeah. Go ahead. No, I've definitely seen it work for other people. Like I, I yeah. definitely have seen it, but for me, I just I don't think I focus on it enough to consider it part of my like a strategy. I would say, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I know TikTok for me has been. Kind of like a TikTok because it's such an interesting, like right now I think that TikTok's in a bridge where it's like people are just starting to figure out that you can really like grow real following and stuff on TikTok and kind of mm -hmm. use that. Um, so you've been able to see people blow up like Charlie D'Amelio and stuff like that, just as an extreme example in her case. 
Um, but people are able to kind of cultivate on TikTok over the entertainment and you know stuff like that, being quick videos. I know that I had um, two videos that I had kind of go like viral in a sense. Oh, really? viral, That's cool. Where they had um, about like 40,000 views on, on one video and then 32,000 views on another. And ended up getting like a thousand followers or something like that from that. So it was like to me, I was like, oh, like this that's, is pretty that's cool. really cool. Yeah, that's you know really what cool. I mean? Like just to be able to see that type of quick organic reach, I think that's all something we kind of aim for too, as well as being creators and stuff like that. Always looking to figure out, you know, how can we start connecting with people a lot quicker to, you know, some extent that's where true. it's not necessarily having to go through, you know, a long YouTube video or something like that. So I know what it, I know exactly what you mean. But uh, TikTok's interesting for sure. Definitely- no, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because I feel that um, it, it's and also like the bite-sized content. I think it resonates yeah. more with people because you see it so quickly and you don't have to really. I don't want to say like, like you like really sit there. Like you can really just yeah. see something very quickly and just be like, okay, I like this content and keep going. Or like, mm-hmm. and you get consumed quicker. I think compared to how like YouTube, you might you know, you might click off a video or something like that. I feel like with TikTok, you might just watch like 10 of someone's videos. Like if you're on their yeah, profile, yeah, yeah. you can just keep watching their videos and it's easier mm-hmm. for you yeah. to- I think that's also super interesting to see like the attention span of people like being able to realize that we really only have like these two seconds to really grab somebody like right away. Um, and like you said, if they go from looking at you from one video, they might watch 10 in a row. They might click your link. They might go to YouTube. They might subscribe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it all works hand in hand, but it's definitely interesting to, with that bite-sized content, like you said, it definitely all plays in a part. Um, so let me, let me ask you the next question because as we all continue to watch different people and, and have our type of influences, how have you been influenced by people you've watched? Who are your biggest influencers? Um, you know, people that inspire you the most in terms of creating content, people that kind of keep you um, wanting to continue doing the stuff that you're trying to, trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I follow because I think I'm across, I don't want to say, I feel like I've pushed myself to put three in one, but like mm-hmm. I, I do fashion and the beauty and then like the tech portion. So I follow people across all three to kind of just like still be engrossed in all the communities. But um, I would say if I could pick off the top of my head, um, I do have a lot of tech creators that I like to watch because it inspires me to like try to think of tech stuff I should talk about, but make it engrossed with like, okay, maybe I'll do my makeup while I talk talk about this or like something like that. Like it it usually Mm -hmm. will, um, you know, influence me to do that. Um, some, I guess, beauty-wise, I would say Andrea Renee, which is like a bigger beauty influencer, uh, black beauty influencer. Um, I watch her videos solely because she's my shade and makeup. So most of the time, mm-hmm. when she reviews something, I could see it, and I'll be like, okay, this will work for my face because um, we're very close in everything. So I'll be like, oh, that looks You're good so on good. her. I'll probably and I'll make it. I feel like I've bought stuff because she's shown it. I'm like, oh, it looks yeah. good. Um, so that's probably one of my bigger people that actually like influenced me to buy stuff, <laughs> which is probably not the best because that's better for worse for my wallet. But like otherwise, <laughs> you know, it's fun. Um, in the sense, I guess when I'm thinking about tech, um, there's this girl Maya loves code. She does Instagram size videos where she'll like teach people how like to do really little bits of size of code, um, mm. but, like in a fun way. So like she's done stuff with like. I guess SpongeBob, or like she's like done it so people like would un- understand it who probably have no knowledge of code whatsoever. All so right. I thought that's really cool. Um, and I think she did it on TikTok too, but she repurposed her TikTok content on Instagram. So that's how I found her on Instagram. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of a fashion one, but I feel like I follow so many people that 
like just kind of inspired me in different ways that mm -hmm. you know it makes me want to do like and i think also with reels that's recently launched on yeah. instagram um i've seen so many people start with reels and it's like people are i guess outside their comfort zone with like video content so mm -hmm. i've been seeing a lot of people like try to be very creative and i think that's what's made me like okay now i gotta get myself on this yeah, like i think i think reels are supposed to be like a really supposed to be kind of like a almost a competitor to tiktok in a certain way with having that shorter that shorter front content yeah. it's always so slick with their stuff don't yeah I, I i the only thing i would say about reels for me is that I think TikTok is winning in the sense of how the reach is. Like like you said, yeah. how you're talking about the organic reach. Like they, there's they can't, I think Instagram can can yeah, they're past that. Yeah, they, they, they can't they can do that. So even though Reels, when it first launched, like a few weeks, it was like a few weeks ago now, I think, mm -hmm. but um the reach was insane. Like I remember when I posted my first one, it was like I got like three thousand views. And I was like, mm -hmm. from from what like i don't never get that many views from people and i was right. just like it, it was weird but you know it wasn't like it was converting to follows it was just like just reach like people were just yeah. seeing it so i was like mm -hmm. wow like compared to any other video i posted like just on the feed or anything like that it was like insane but i think it's kind of died down just a tad now but it's like yeah, it's sure. it's still I still see them so much more than any other content, I think, on my feed now. But yeah, yeah. it's been all that has inspired me. Hopefully, that's hopefully I answered. Yeah, I feel like I did a little bit, I did a little bit all. over. <laughs> you definitely hit it all. I think we all are like, like you said, I mean, there's different things that we pull from different people, and we all get influenced by certain aspects of somebody. Like, I know that for me, like, the way that my YouTube is kind of broken down and like my subscriptions, I can categorize all of them. Like the first couple batch, it might be um, like strictly based off of productivity. So I might, I'm subscribed to like Matt Diavella, Ali Abdul, um, you know, other influencers, Thomas Frank, people that are kind of in that productivity space okay, because okay. like I like watching how other people are productive, which is okay. such a counterproductive thing. <laughs> um, like it's, it's so counterproductive, but I enjoy watching that type of stuff. Um, and then the next be sneakers. So I'm be subscribed like Sally, Tony, Too Wild, stuff like that. Like, because those are all those interests that are mine. So it all kind of breaks down. So I get what you mean for sure. Um, do you have, as a YouTuber, do you have a dream collaboration that you would like to do? Like if you could work with anybody on any type of video, you know, what kind of collaboration would you do? Oh, wow. Um, I would say because she's probably i mean i didn't i didn't mention her in my last one i was mentioning people but like mm -hmm. i think jackie ina is probably one of my biggest youtube like people i've i've seen yeah. her in person i didn't really get to meet her but i've seen her in person i think she's just dope like in the sense i mean she's huge now she's like i think what three million four million now i think mm -hmm. but um instead of like a, a youtuber i would want to collab with it would probably be her because i watch i just like her personality that she brings out like on her on camera and everything but i think in just general like maybe in a brand sense it might be um like fenty or like a big um fashion one that i usually like i i love stuff from like zara or like um mm -hmm what's it called asos is like a big one for me too or mm -hmm. like um like any like big fashion brand i think would be really fun too like just to collaborate on something like that so yeah i like that for sure um you know we're gonna we're almost coming to an end here we're actually been pretty good as far as the timing and stuff like that um but 
I want to ask, like, because these are the questions that I always ask, you know, people that I come across, um, especially if we're doing podcasts and interviews like that. Yeah. We all get caught up in social media in so many different ways, um, whether it's, you know, sending a text message or liking a picture on Instagram, whatever the case. Do you believe there's a such thing as too much social media nowadays? I think there is. There definitely can be. I mean, um, I think we definitely get in especially as a content creator, I feel like you're always trying to see how to optimize your content, how to make mm-hmm. sure it's seen, how to make sure people are engaging or what time to post is this? Like you're thinking of so many things, yeah, um, yeah, sure. especially when you're trying to grow on not just one platform, but maybe like, you know, you're working on maybe Twitter, you're working on maybe Pinterest. Like I feel like Pinterest now is a big, a lot of people are using that as well. So like yeah. you're trying to grow a lot of different ways mm-hmm. at the same time. And it definitely could be overwhelming. I'm not gonna, I, I took a break unintentionally. I think for me, it was because I had a lot going on at work. So I had yeah. to take a break from social media, but it was good. It, I, it honestly felt like it was calming. It was a very good thing. Like I, yeah. you know, I, it wasn't like I was planned, but it was nice to just kind of un- you know, unplug and just mm-hmm. kind of just take a break from it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think because we, are so you know i feel like there's always a new thing that's coming out there's we're all really engrossed in it all the time like i feel like we even get our news from it now like we're always seeing stuff so yeah yeah, there's definitely sometimes we we definitely need it once in a while i know (laughs) i always ask that type of question because you know i've had people be like no i don't think there's anything like i don't think there's any such thing as too much like but i've had times where i've been like i'm literally going to turn off my phone my laptop my ipad my computer like i'm going to turn everything off and like, I just need to like be alone. Like I just need yeah. to relax, you know what I mean? Cause like, and I tell people all the time, like that, that dopamine detox, we get so much like influence all day looking at different things. Like it becomes too much sometimes, you know what I mean? So I know yeah. what you mean. And we often always get to a point where if we're not doing it intentionally, we unintentionally just take that break because we oh, need yeah. that. like the mind definitely just checks out sometimes. So um, I know exactly what you mean, and I, I think I think my my screen time on my phone too also shows that <laughs> I need to take a minute yeah. off because yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the different tools when you start to actually look at it and kind of measure it. It's like there's no way I spent the last six hours on Instagram. Yeah, it's like a, that, you know it's what I mean. Easy. Like it's really crazy, but. Um, we're going to get ready to kind of wrap it up. So, I mean, we've been, you've been awesome. I truly do appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no, awesome. Uh, sure. We're going to ask one last question for the aspiring young entrepreneur, YouTuber, um, women trying to get into coding. What is the number one piece of advice you would give anybody who's trying to start that kind of overall journey right now? Wow. Okay. Um, personally, I would not be afraid to start. I feel like a lot of people that I've come across, and especially because like there'd be old friends of mine and they'll be DMing me asking, oh, like Joyce, like how you've been doing? Like I've been yeah. seeing you post all this stuff. Like, how'd you start this? I'm like, honestly, I just started and then I learned as I went. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, I think you have to start getting used to, especially if you're a YouTuber, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are not good at being on camera. So you have to get used to speaking to a camera, enjoying, like not being nervous to like film and talk. Luckily, I was naturally okay with doing that. I'm very mm-hmm. like, I could talk, I could talk to you for a long time, but right. not everyone is like that. So I feel like you have to get comfortable with that. Um, also just 
at first, I feel like you just have to see what you want to share. I think at first, a lot of people also have like, they just want to share their whole life. They want to yeah. share every little thing. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was easier, I want to say, because at first I was just like posting everything. But I think it was easier for me to like kind of streamline what I wanted to talk about. And then I think as I've been growing, then more people want to know other stuff about my life. Yeah, for sure. But like when I started with, like, okay, maybe I need to go back to just doing like this fashion or beauty or something like mm -hmm. that. Like that mm -hmm. makes you unique. And then once you become- you can diversify. Yeah. yeah, you can diversify from that. So I think mm -hmm. that's a, another tip I would say, um, kind of just find what you like, what you want to talk about. And it's easy. I think it's easier when you actually enjoy it because you'll find more stuff to talk about. Like, especially if you're just picking something because you think it's trendy or you think it's going to get you views, people will see that it's just yeah. like you're doing it just yeah um so when you actually are excited about something it'll it'll show you more on camera so yeah i would say those two mm -hmm. things i guess yeah for sure that's dope well ladies and gentlemen if you're viewing us on instagram thank you so much for watching the video um or if you're listening to on apple Podcasts, google spotify wherever you're at um thank you so much for listening and tuning in joyce thank you so much for being on the show thank I you appreciate the max um if anybody wants to connect with joyce her um her ads and her links will be in description boxes and all that type of stuff, show notes. So feel free to check her out, give her a follow if you want to kind of get into her content as well. So thank you guys. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Bye.